0: Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow registered dietitian nutritionist. I serve as a business coach to my colleagues, registered dietitian nutritionists all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that work. Thank you so much for joining today's episode. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Heather DiBiase, virtual registered dietitian nutritionist based in New York who specializes in helping women lose weight with her low-carb approach. In the past, Heather wanted to lose weight but never wanted to count calories or macros or stress about food, and she knew there had to be another more simple way to do so. Heather created her low-carb meal formula to help herself lose 15 pounds and feel well without being hangry All day long. Heather now loves helping other women manage their hunger and food cravings so they can lose weight with a low carb lifestyle that is flexible enough to live their life, but structured enough to get results. So excited to have Heather on the podcast today. We connected on Instagram and then I coached Heather for six months. Welcome.
1: Thanks, Libby. I'm so excited to be on here. I'm
0: so excited to have you. Can you talk about your journey in health and wellness and how your journey has helped you create your business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I always knew that I wanted to go into health and wellness. I never wanted to do like the whole clinical route that I know is so important, but a lot of RDs wanted to go into. That was never really my thing going into it. So when I applied for internships, I actually picked the one that I wanted because it was a health and wellness Concentration in it, and it was really cool because we actually were able to be the college nutritionist and build our own little business from there. So I kind of saw a little bit about how important it is to really focus on like networking and like building yourself up. Kind of reminds me of Instagram in a sense that you can have an Instagram and not put any effort into it, not really market yourself. And you're not going to really get anything out of it, right? You're not going to get any leads or anything like that. So I kind of learned that there. And from that job, from that experience, I got a job in private practice, which was really great experience for me, considering I always knew I wanted to do health and wellness. So when I got that job, I started working with a bunch of different people. And I really realized then that weight loss is what I really loved. And also working with women. So I started to like try and see clients on the side in person, which is obviously totally different than online. And it was really difficult because I didn't have like an office or anything like that. So I would just see people in these like random places. It wasn't as consistent because I didn't have a program. It was more of these like one-off sessions, which yes, people would continue to see me, but it just wasn't as consistent as I wanted it to be. And so that's when I really, like, started looking on Instagram and seeing that people were doing a lot more, and they were starting to develop these, like, online programs, and I would, like, watch you and see what you were saying, and it really just made me to see, like, the opportunity that was really there to reach more people, number one, build the sense of community and create more of, like, a consistent income online, so that's when I really decided to build more of a virtual business and started working with you to make that happen and develop these systems in place to do so. I mean, when you're seeing someone in person, like you can give them a contract, right. And they sign it, but online it's totally different because it's like, well, how are they signing it? What are they doing after they say they want to work with me? And that's all the stuff that I didn't know. And really you helped me figure out.
0: Yeah. I, I really like how you are comparing. I would agree that in person, the virtual versus the virtual are completely different Uh, how you engage with people and how you have your systems in place in person. You can easily have someone sign something virtually. There's a lot of checks and balances and platforms. So big distinction. And I love that you noticed that Instagram was an opportunity and you took advantage of that opportunity and really were able to create a name for yourself. So I can't wait uh, for the listeners today to learn more about your journey and hear your, um, your backstory to it. Can you touch basis? I know you mentioned you worked for uh, another dietitian and can you talk about what it was like to build your business and your brand using the platform of Instagram while also working under another dietitian's practice? Because I think a lot of you listening want to know how to manage it all and how to grow a lucrative business and create a name for yourself, but you feel stressed out because you're also doing 10 other things.
1: Yeah. So I definitely had a few struggles with this. Number one was the fact that I was at that, you know, I was like focusing on someone else's plan and business. So it was really hard to like almost like make those distinctions for me and be able to really like when I'm counseling patients also or clients also to be able to like know that for her program, like I'm following her program and it was a little frustrating for me also because I knew that there was like another way to do things. So I kind of had like that struggle where I wanted to always be doing my approach, of course, but I had to really kind of follow someone else's guidelines, which is what I didn't really love. And that's why I always wanted to go and do my own thing. I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to run my business how I wanted to run my business, teach people how I wanted to teach people. So that in the beginning was a little difficult. And also the time management, of course, because I was working there a lot of hours and stuff like that. And it was important for me to be able to still put time into my business and creating my community that I wanted to create. So I saw the total difference because hers was in person and there was really no online marketing. There was like such differences in how I was marketing for my business, where it was mostly online and trying to um, basically build this, like that no like and trust that we talk about online so I can gain clients that way. Whereas the other practice, they were just kind of given to me. So it was like totally Totally different, but it really just comes down to um, you know making the time to put into your business and and yeah, I mean that's really what I did.
0: I love that distinction between the online marketing versus the in person, and maybe it's a referral or like you had said, handed to you, so maybe it's insurance, however you get clients online is can be different than or in person can be different than online. So what one to two tips do you have for the listeners about how to effectively build the know, like, and trust? I know you do that really well using Instagram. So I would consider you a great example.
1: Um, Thanks. Yeah, I think the first thing is bringing value. So I know a lot of people are scared to bring value, but I try with, like, any anything I put out to bring some sort of value to give someone some sort of, like, tangible tip that they can use and implement to get, you know closer to their goals because I really do believe that the more value you bring to people, just like the more they're gonna wind up trusting you and want to eventually buy from you. And then also I would say is like using stories because I think that stories is just a great way to build like that that trust. I mean your people are seeing your posts when it looks all pretty and perfect and you have everything all planned out, but stories is a little bit more real. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of show like the background into what you're doing, or maybe things that you're doing with clients, or just like being a little bit more real, raw and honest with people. And I think that people like to see that, especially to build that like trust. So I think stories are definitely um, a tool that people should be using to build that sense of community.
0: I completely agree. And when you say value, which I also agree with, uh, what, how does somebody go about, if we're looking at two different types of dietitian listeners today, uh, the the person that doesn't know how to bring value and the person who already is bringing value, who feels like she should be doing more, or maybe is she missing something? What two tips do you have for those two different types of people at different levels?
1: Yeah. So someone that thinks that they're not really bringing that value and then someone that already is, Mm -hmm. I would say that regardless of those situation, you have to be really specific on who you're talking to Because if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So value to one person is going to be different than someone else. And if you're talking to your ideal client, regardless of if you are bringing value or not, like you have to be talking to a specific person with a specific problem. And that's really like the best way to bring value. Because if you could be like talking about all this valuable information, but if you're talking about GI one day and weight loss the next, it's really like not going to be value to the person that you want to talk to. So I would say that regardless of where you're at, like you want to get really specific with who you're talking to. And then, I mean, one thing that I do I would do to bring value is when I was working with when I'm working with clients still to this day like I kind of jot down things that like come up that day and make sure to make a post about it especially if it's like a reoccurring theme so I think that's like one of the best ways you could bring value use the experience that you have if you are working with people or just maybe you're someone that isn't working yet and these are just questions that you get often from people that you want to work with like that's like a really good way to bring value to your community.
0: I, I love that. Really helpful tip, practical and uh, incredible. So for the two levels, if you're not clear, get clear with who you're talking to, couldn't agree more. And if you are bringing value and you want to quote unquote level up, maybe you can take a, a deeper look, a more critical look at your day and see how can you take what you're um, doing in your daily life with clients or your conversations that relate to the ideal client and then bring those onto your stories and into your posts that's what Heather is saying and that's what Heather's doing so make sure to check her out support her and I absolutely love that piece of advice So that's a great segue into your process of niching down. Could you talk to us a little bit? I know a lot of you listening struggle with this, uh, really, truly niching down. And it has to do with talking to one person and getting clear in your marketing. If you could just tell us a little bit about that process and focusing on one approach to help your clients, which brings value and makes what you do super clear.
1: Yeah. I mean, you definitely helped me out a lot with this. I knew before I started working with you that I wanted to work with women and weight loss, but I also remember talking to you and you were like, well, how are you going to help people lose weight? And you know, I remember just like going through my philosophy with you and my initial session and you're like, okay, so this sounds like low carb. And I was still on the fence. I was like, all right, well, I mean, yeah, but for some people it's not as low and this and that. And you were just like, yeah, but who is that like one person that you really want to work with? What does their program look like? And that's what really kind of like clicked with me. And I was like, that's so true. There are certain people that you just enjoy working with more. And that, like, person that I envisioned was low-carb. And my whole philosophy is kind of low-carb, but I feel like I didn't even see that until you kind of pulled that out of my approach because I don't calorie or macro count. So I'm not really looking at percentages. I just wasn't looking at it that way. And it's funny, when I changed my name to Low-Carb Nutrition, everyone was like, oh, you're low-carb now? And I'm like, I haven't been doing anything different. I just basically use that name now to market myself so that my ideal client knows when they come to my page what they're gonna get and i want anyone that's like thinking of working with me to know what they're gonna get so i think it just came down from like really looking back to working with people figuring out who was it that i like to work with the most like my philosophy and what i liked doing and then just pulling it out of that i know for some people it's a little bit harder especially when I, before I started counseling, I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. I mean, I was like, GI, weight loss, all of the things. But at the end of the day, like I would work with some GI patients and I wouldn't love it as much. But whenever I worked with weight loss, like I just, I felt like I knew what I was doing. And I just, it's just like reflecting a little bit on like your experiences and what you connect to the most and what you just enjoy the most, I think.
0: Incredible. I love that. And how does it feel to be clear and have chosen that niche and you know really focus on it? Does how does that make you feel on a regular basis?
1: Honestly amazing cuz it's a lot more clear with what I'm doing. Like I don't have to think as much. Of course I put a lot of time and energy into my content, but it's just like easier because I have one mission, one focus and everything that I do is to relate back to that and to help that person and using my approach. So it just makes, honestly, like my life a lot easier. It's more rewarding because I get to be better at what I'm doing because I'm just focusing on one thing and not trying to do everything at once and be the jack of all trades. Um, So I just, I like that people come to me and know that I'm an expert in low carb nutrition for weight loss. Like that, that feels really good to be able to be a resource in that space.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Really, really wonderful reflection.
1: So speaking of Instagram, um,
0: can you talk a little bit about, I think you've alluded to it before with using stories and really um, thinking critically about your posts, which it shows you do such a great job. Um, How do you use Instagram to market and sell? And what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned?
1: Yeah, I would say I use Instagram to, like I was saying, you know, bring value, but I would say probably like when you're thinking of creating content, you always want to go back to the pain points of that person. And you, every post I make now, every piece of content, every you know group program, whatever I'm doing, it's always going back to what is it this really helping this person with? So I really try to think with everything that I put out there, how is it helping the person that I want to help? What are the pain points that it's trying to really get to? And also being really clear and simple I found to be super effective when it comes to marketing I'm someone <laughs> that can sometimes like you know in my head overcomplicate whether it's a post or something like that but I just have found and I guess it depends on who your ideal client is making things as simple as possible is always better, especially for a visual platform like Instagram, where people are just looking at things for one second. So I just think like getting really clear with that being as simple as possible with that and providing value, like I said before, um, is really helpful for when it comes to marketing on Instagram and, and selling and building that know, like and trust.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I would argue that no matter who your ideal client is, keep it simple. So a lot of dietitians listening, I know you love complicating your posts. I myself have done it. And I have to work hard to think, what if this could be simple? How can I make it more simple? And so I love that reflection from Heather. It's quite a process to try to make things more simple And when it comes to marketing, it's really important. So I love that really valuable reflections, especially about the pain points too. So this is a super valuable um, interview. What tips do you have for dietitians who side hustle? I know a lot of you listening are, you know, maybe working a clinical bird maybe you're working for another dietitian and you want to use Instagram to market and sell, but you're feeling either discouraged or you're just struggling with making it all work, right? Because there's a lot of moving pieces.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure, I've definitely felt that. and I mean, I think that there's a few d- different things I think, but the first thing is always kind of like keeping in the forefront your why and why you're doing this. And I know myself like my why is so much stronger than any obstacle that I could possibly face. And I want like this to build this community bad enough that nothing is really ever going to get in my way. So I'm sure if you're listening to this and I'm sure if you're even thinking of building an online, business that you really do want, especially as dietitians, like we're just very passionate about what we do. So keeping that in the forefront of your mind. So when those days come and like they get hard and you don't necessarily want to do something, you have that motivation. And also I would say building habits. So like what I've learned to do is build habits with checking my insights and creating content on certain days and, you know, writing on my captions and having content planned for a while and, and other strategies that really were just habits that I built over built up over time that now are just second nature to me. So that even like on days where maybe I don't feel like doing it, I just do it because it's just kind of like what we teach our clients. They might not want to, you know, work out sometimes, but you just build those habits and you just become disciplined with it. And that just building those habits has helped me continue to like build the side hustle as I was as I'm still working in other places. And also another thing that I would say is too, it. Well, this is kind of like a story that I have that I feel like relates um, When I was working on building my group program, which was my sundown. There was one day that I was working All day on Sunday to get things done because really there was like two weeks between when I decided I want to do it and my launch. I did it pretty quickly because I had to but anyways, there was like one day where I was working a lot on this and I was so tired and drained. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? What did I sign up for? And then I was like, I, at that moment in time, I was creating a recipe, I think for it. And I was like, you know what, Heather, like, you're sitting in your house and your pajamas right now creating a recipe and getting paid for it. Like, this is what you want. <laughs> Get over yourself. And just like having those little talks and kind of spinning things and putting a more positive vibe on it. And, and it is hard work, but it's going to be worth it in the end. That's just like, always my mentality on things.
0: I love that. I love your reflection of self-talk. Some of us don't acknowledge those moments. I feel like we have self-talk all the time. And to just acknowledge what those conversations are in your head, I think is really helpful for those of you listening who might not be acknowledging the self-talk in your head and just giving yourself credit for where you are and also honoring that. I'm not going to lie. like There are some days and some moments that are hard. You're pressured or rushed with a launch or maybe you just don't feel like posting and and there's just times that just feel a little bit blah. And so it's good to stay motivated and also just be honest with yourself. Like this is not a walk in the park. (laughs) Some days are gonna be hard. And and so I I like that reflection. That's nice.
1: And I think going into it too with the mindset, like when you're creating a business, it's not gonna be easy ever. (laughs) And people, I don't know, think that sometimes but there's always gonna be those ups and downs and like you kind of have to just know that going into it. Those those downs are going to be followed by up.
0: Absolutely. And it's extremely rewarding, but the, it's also, you know, some days are really difficult. And I, I think that I sometimes feel that people dietitians don't always realize that I've been told by a few clients, like, you know, I just didn't realize how much work it would be to connect with my story and to put forth this effort and to adjust my ideal client. And this process You know, this methodology of of really thinking critically and relating your story to what you do, it it does take time and energy and it's, you know, it's rewarding, but it's, it takes work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Anything good in life takes some work. (laughs) There you go.
0: There you go. I love your attitude. (laughs) Would you like to tell us a little bit about creating a program package? I know you talked about that at the top of the podcast episode in regard to you wanting to create one and now you have. Uh, And you mentioned also your group program and the launch. And if you could just talk a little bit about that. I know so many of you listening are excited to learn how other dietitians are creating program packages and group coaching. And um, if then you could also talk about what helped you market and sell and charge what you're worth.
1: Yeah. All my favorite (laughs) topics. Yeah. So when it came to creating my package, I really wanted to make it like a valuable obviously experience for our clients, we all do. But so what I did was I really took from working with the type of ideal client that I had before, I was like, what was it that really like helped this person be successful? And I just kind of like wanted to combine all those things into my package and make sure that the person was going to be able to get the outcome that they needed by really reflecting on the things that have worked in the past for the specific client. And then really like putting all those systems in place to make it a streamless process was really important too. So when it came to like just the client experience from them filling out an application to them, like onboarding and all of that, don't need your systems in place. We know this to get started. You can always start whenever, but it does make it a more uh, nice flow for the client and that made me feel comfortable with it. So, I would just say like making sure that in your package you're really, um, I think also having phases to your package is really important too. And that's something that we talked about. So like what, what are you really going to focus on in one month, on month one, where do you want that client to be after month one and then moving on to month two, month three, that kind of helped me develop my package a little bit. So um, having like a system for that. And when it came to my group program, I really decided to do it because I was getting so much feedback with clients and just DMs that the summertime is a struggle to lose weight. That's actually when I tried to lose weight to my 15 pounds and it was really difficult because you have all these barbecues and events coming up and so I just like felt like there is this need for my summer slim down program so that's my group program where we have like weekly calls and there's a Facebook community. And all of that. And I wanted to, I did this like launch in two weeks because basically I thought of the idea and I was like, okay, summer's about to end. I want August to be this time where these people have this sense of community and they feel like they can still either lose weight or even either maintain weight too in the summertime. So I did the launch pretty quickly, but it really came out of like what I saw was to be a need um, from a lot of people that I was working with and from just people like messaging me and stuff like that. And I just felt like, one, why not capitalize on this? I mean, this is obviously a big issue going on. And I wanted to also like, of course, help people in this situation too. So uh, I developed that program basically just like out of, out of need for my, um, what people were saying that they needed from me. And when it comes to like charging your worth and all of that, I think that a lot of dietitians undervalue themselves as I definitely have. But I don't think we realize like how much goes into what we're doing. So say you have a program package and you're meeting with someone two times a month for a call. Like, yes, you're, you can't just charge for those calls though. And I think that's like what a lot of people do. You have to charge for all the time that you put in creating the program and all the, um, you know, interactions you have between the program and also setting boundaries is really important. So I think that it's just important also when you're charging a higher price like your clients are going to show up more for themselves. They're actually going to put in the work. So I think it's not only good for you because you should be charging what you're worth. It's going to help your clients be more successful because they're actually going to like pay attention to what they're doing.
0: I love these reflections. Incredible. And I agree a lot of dietitians out there are charging per hour Heather and I are against it, <laughs> and, and I love that uh, the reflection about you know when you're able to charge your worth and charge more, people take it seriously, and there's something to be said about that because as dietitians, we have to think what types of clients are we attracting, and I want the people that I attract in my program to be serious, and I want my dietitians to attract people that they want to work with as well that are also serious and motivated, um, so I think those are all really great reflections. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, you, this has been an incredible interview with so much value. I love hearing about your journey and your reflections to where you, how you've gotten to where you are today with your clarity and development of your business. Is there anything else you want to leave us with today?
1: Yeah, I would just say like, be first be patient because none of this happens overnight. And I remember feeling very overwhelmed going into all of this thinking, Oh my God, like looking at people ahead of you, which is amazing and inspiring. But at the same time, like how am I ever going to get there? And you just got to take it day by day. And I now know looking back that every single day that I've done something, whether it was create content or a story or whatever, like work with someone has moved me forward and I mean, you'll look back in three months from now and say, wow, like, look how much I accomplished in those three months. And it's just like incredible, but you have to start somewhere. So just start now and just, you have to be patient in the process because you're not going to just put up an Instagram post for whatever your niche is and like automatically get all of these leads and, and clients and people following you. Like it's something that takes time building a community and you just kind of have to be patient and, and persistent with it.
0: I love that. This is like really helpful tip and totally true for those of you who are on your journey, be patient and kind to yourself and also challenge yourself at the same time. Easier said than done. So, totally. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Heather. And if you could just remind everybody your Instagram handle and your website so they can follow you on your journey, tag you when they listen to the podcast and, and make sure to send you a DM, connect with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's lowcarb.nutrition on Instagram, and my website is heatherdbiazzi.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Libby.
0: Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.libbyrothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.